Good evening, and we're back with another episode of the Alex and Mo podcast. Uh, we are really overwhelmed by the support we've been receiving. If you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, please take a moment and do so now. Also, you can follow us on Facebook, the Alex and Mo podcast. We are on Instagram and on Twitter, so like us at the Alex and Mo. And we are also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So subscribe, like, leave a review. We'd appreciate any feedback we can get. Yeah, thank you to everybody, uh, as always, for supporting. Please continue to support. Really, really huge uh, motivation for Mo and myself uh, to keep, you know, keep working, keeping that content, keep having awesome guests. We have an amazing guest tonight. Uh, Dr. Janetta Spears, I think this is going to be uh, an awesome story. Uh, she's doing great things um, and very unique things for a population uh, that sometimes gets left behind or, you know, doesn't really get thought of because it's not that that sexy population, you know, the athlete or, or anything of that sort, but it's definitely a much needed uh, population. I will admit uh, one when I was going through PT school that I did my first day of one of my clinicals and I said, this ain't for me, uh, but gladly and, and thank God we have somebody like uh, Dr. Spears working in, in the pediatric uh, physical therapy world, uh, which again, is it's a huge, huge undertaking, uh, takes a lot of creativity, something that I don't really have or didn't feel like I had. Um, so welcome, welcome to our show. Thank you very much for taking for taking the time out of your schedule. Obviously, being a mom, a therapist, you know, and all the things that come along with that keeps you very busy. So thank you very much. We really appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Yes. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so I mean, Alex, just run down your titles. Physical therapist. Well, first of all, wife, mom, physical therapist. Not just a physical therapist, but a pediatric physical therapist. Uh, you're doing it in a home health uh, setting and in facilities, and you're a business owner. So, do you feel like superwoman? You know, I. <laughs> people ask. They're like, "How in the world do you do it?" Um, because lately, yes, I've been juggling three different things along with being a wife and along with being a mom of two. And so uh, I'll kind of give you some background info. Well, especially since the pandemic started, that's when I kind of started really being into EJ Kicks. It's always been a plan since about 2014, but it wasn't until 2020 when uh, COVID hit. And I don't know why at that point I felt like I can just do more. And I said, everybody else is doing so much and I'm still working. I still had to go to work. I still was seeing um, kids at the facility that I worked at. And so it wasn't like I had extra time, but it just felt like that's the time to go ahead and start it and push it. And so I had EJ kicks going and I was working full time at an intermediate care facility for children who are medically fragile and have um, severe physical disabilities. Um, so I was their physical therapist for 22 kids 
And while also doing my PT business that turned into like a telehealth during the pandemic, um, helping people get equipment in their homes. So many times, well, during the pandemic, a lot of therapists, they weren't working or weren't seeing their clients. And there were so many children and even adults who were still in need of their walker, of their new wheelchair, of modifications to their wheelchair, bath chair. And... And they didn't have therapists. And so uh, what I was doing was trying to help with the wheelchair vendors. Do you guys hear me okay? Or I just wanted yes. to double. We, we, we do, we do. Awesome, awesome. Um, so, yeah, I've been juggling all of that uh, and EJ kicks all at the same time while being a mother of two and a wife and and even in that, we've had some difficulties um, in 2021, the very beginning of 2021, uh, we had a big major car accident that affected my family and my husband, he does have epilepsy. And so he had been doing good with no seizures. And in 2021, while after picking up the kids from daycare, uh, he ended up having a seizure while driving and it was direct impact. Um, they were gratefully, God watched over them and they were okay. But my son had to have immediate facial surgery. Um, something which we don't know, cut his mouth pretty much from the lip all the way up to his ear, and it was completely open. Um, the the blessing in all of it is that he doesn't remember, doesn't remember any pain, doesn't remember any of the accident. Um, my daughter, she had a broken collarbone, and my husband, he was okay with back pains and a little bit of bumps and bruises, and that also changed our lives in that moment. So, uh after you have a seizure, um, it gets documented, you can't drive. And so that changed our whole routine um, where I have to take him to work and pick him up from work. And at first we was using Uber and Lyft, but they're super expensive. So you thinking getting a Lyft to work and we work 20 minutes away from our job. And so 20 minute drive away, there and back, there and back. The money was not adding up the way he was almost paying to go to work at that point. And so uh, I had to make some adjustments and now I take him to work, which also takes time out of me driving early, early in the morning, taking our kids to drop him off at six o'clock in the morning and then come back so that the kid can get ready for school and get the other one ready for daycare to go back out to start my day at work. And that's been our routine since uh, January of 2021. It, it has changed. And I'm grateful to God that he's given me the strength to deal and do all of this stuff while still keeping on with EJ Kicks and pushing forward with this dream and vision that was given to me. Well, first of all, you are superwoman. Yeah. Uh, that, that's amazing. Uh, your husband is obviously and your kids very blessed to have you. Um, I'm sure that they're very thankful for you. That, that's awesome. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent. I say this a lot on here, um, but having a spouse who is supportive, uh, who understands, who's, you know, right there next to you every step of the way, that's huge. Um, and for you to be able to step up and, and, and do the things that your family needs of you while continuing to, to run a business and do all those things, 
like I said, that that is uh, that's truly amazing. Uh, we're very glad that your family is doing well after that accident, um, and hopefully everybody continues to to do well. Um, you mentioned EJ Kicks. Uh, Mo and I kind of have a, a small idea of what it is, but for our viewers uh, who are just watching for the first time, they've never seen you on Twitter or anything like that. Tell them a little bit more about it. Um, where this idea started, what you've done so far, uh, and then kind of what's next. So EJ kicks. And so what's funny is that when I was in PT school, um, my sister had to remind me about this. Apparently I had jokingly said that, <laughs> uh, I want to say Billy's had came out with the shoe and I was like, this is so nice. They need more shoes like this. I was like, I'm a, I'm gonna start me my own shoe line, but I was seriously joking. There was no seriousness. There was no plans. There was nothing. This is PT school. <laughs> so then I graduate and I start working. And me personally, I have a hard time with fine motor tests. Um, I probably should have saw OT when I was younger, <laughs> but uh, I've managed over the years. And so I put on a lot of shoes and put on a lot of AFO braces. Um, when working in an intermediate care facility, uh, the PT, we do therapy, but we also help with sometimes getting dressed. It's like a teamwork. Okay, family um, involvement and just kind of everybody chipping in to help. So I was putting on all these shoes and I noticed how the shoes just never fit right. And um, it was so frustrating at every time I would have a different pair of shoes, different um, uh, brands, and they just did not fit right. I saw the back of the shoe always folded over and the brace was like sitting on the back. I, I am very sensitive to uh, sensory stuff, things that touch me. And I know if my the back of my shoe was folded against my heel, it would bother me so much. Um, seeing that, seeing how it looks like you're stuffing a brace into a shoe um, also bothers me. And I'm like, we're, we're in the 2000s and we don't have a selection of shoes for people that wear foot braces. It is not like it's to me, it's a pretty common thing, especially in children. Um, but also these children do grow up to be adults. Um, all uh, Ford orthotics are not permanent. However, for some it is. And so uh started working in home health and working with different kids and noticing how parents were also having the same frustration of either lack of resources, can't find shoes that fit, um, or just the expense of the shoe itself. And as the kids get older, um, when I started doing equipment assessments, I would always ask the older kids who were like in their teens, um, getting close to 18, do you wear AFOs? Kids that I, that I could tell should be wearing them. Um, and many times their answer was no. And so I would ask, so why don't you wear them? And they're just like, well, I couldn't find shoes um, anywhere. So it's just like, what's the point? I'm not going to force myself looking really hard to find some shoes. And then when you think about it, the style of the shoes as well um, was not the best selection at that time. Um, this is like back in 2014, 2015. Um, Billy's uh, had their brand coming out and I'm like, this is wonderful, has a zipper, easy to put on and it worked. Um, but recently he came out with his wide line, which really helps with the, the bracing. And so I'm like, okay, 
I said, so we got Billy's. We use New Balances. We I've seen Nike Flies. I've seen, and I started just counting on my fingers the brands that I've used personally and seen many of the kids use all over. Even when I'm walking or if I'm somewhere else in a different state, I'm looking at feet. And if I notice someone has a brace, I'm just curious of what shoes they have on. And it's the same brain. Many times it's a lot of New Balance. Um, and I thought, I said, what kind of life is that where we, when you don't have to wear a foot orthotic, you can choose just about any type of shoe you want in any store. You can go to Walmart, go to Target, go wherever, and we have a abundance of selection. Um, you can wear Converse, you can wear Jordans, you can wear this and that. There's, so, I mean, endless selection. But as soon as you get a foot brace, it's like you go from endless to like five to six. And I'm like, that is just not not fair in my eyes at all. Um, I personally wear a shoe lift and I have a leg length discrepancy. And so I wear a shoe lift on my right foot. And even it bothers me that my ankle is more exposed on one shoe than it is the other shoe because they aren't, there is no consideration to the extra depth portion given in situations like that. Um, but it helped me kind of push me like, okay, since nothing is out there, why not you do it? But then I'm still just laughing at myself. Like, really, I'm gonna start a shoe line. Like, <laughs> I don't know anything about selling shoes, designing shoes. And for me, it was all about function, a shoe that you can put on, but also the style of the shoe. I wanted a different style. I didn't see the style of shoe that I would wear um, that was out there. Um, I like ball shoes. I like Jordans, but I don't buy Jordans, but I like the style of Jordans. Air Force Ones, I'm all about the ball shoe. And I didn't see that as a selection at all for AFOs and foot braces. Um, so then it dawned on me, it's like, why not try baby steps? I was like, who knows? It might happen. <laughs> and I kept it to myself for a couple years, um, talking about it with my family. And um, they were like, you need to think of a name. And I'm super terrible with names. Like um, I had my children's names planned out because I'm so bad at names and I just had them ready on standby. Uh, and so they're like, what are you going to name it? And I said, the biggest thing is I do not want my shoe to sound like Let's see, an orthopedic shoe. I didn't want it to sound like it was healthcare. I didn't want it to sound any different than any other shoe line. Um, and so I always like to call shoes kicks. So I was like, okay, we got kicks. But then I'm thinking, so I like to have significance. And so it's like, where did the E and J come from? So some people think that EJ comes from my son, EJ, because he is EJ Earl Jr. But it actually came from my family. So it stands for Earl, my husband, um, Earl for my son, Joy and Janetta. And so we are EJ and awesome. together as a family. Awesome. So it's just a way just to kind of show our significance. Um, and so, and I was like, well, that sounds cooler than like, some kind of footwear or because I want it to be inclusive. <laughs> like why just because I have a foot brace all of a sudden I have to wear, oh, I got this orthopedic uh, footwear or <laughs> whatever the case is. It's like, why have that type of name? So we went with EJ Kicks and been kind of rolling with that name. 
loved it. Um, and from there, my sister, um, she helped me with our slogan. Um, our slogan is embrace the kicks and embracing the kicks for us means to embrace the fact that you do wear braces. It's like at this point, just embrace it and embrace those shoes and embrace it and just allow it to be a part of you um, so that you can feel good about yourself. I want kids to feel good about themselves, but not only kids, I still want adults too as well. Um, that's why I kind of always aim, I said children and teens. I have this focus on teens because teens, they don't have as much as, as of a selection as the children. Many are of the brands are catered to more of the younger children, um, but we can't forget about the teens. Teens, children grow up. And like I said, many of the kids that I asked, they just stopped because they didn't have options of wearing and then their options that they did have, they were not trying to wear. <laughs> and so we have to think about people growing up and still possibly having braces on. And so then I put a list together, everything I don't like about the shoes that I put on the kids. Got my list of don't likes. And now let's try to create something to make this work and hope it works. <laughs> because mind you, I didn't have a template that says how to start a shoe business or anything like that. It was almost like the secret society of secrets of how to start a shoe business because I couldn't even Google it and was super confused and lost on like, how do I even just start? I didn't even know how to start. Um, but it's amazing of what people have helped me with and open doors, um, telling me reach out to people on Instagram. So I did, I started sending random messages to people on Instagram and I'm very grateful to say that Billy's from Billy's, he reached out to me and after I reached out to him and he really gave me some helpful information, um, encouragement, and that kind of helped me get my foot in the right place and had this vision going. And so I'm grateful that doors were opening up and that things were happening. <laughs> so you thought it was a joke and you see God just laughed at you and was like, right. <laughs> you back into doing it. I mean, I'm a legit sneakerhead. So as I told you in backstage, I really love that you're you're doing this and I commend you even through you know the accident and having to adapt and adjust your life. Um, this is gonna take you places. I do believe that and I feel your passion and we're having a lot of comments coming in, people saying that they love the story behind how EJ Kicks was created and I think this is gonna be your legacy and your family's legacy. So congratulations on that. Thanks. It's it's always interesting. I always, I've learned never say never because it always seems like all the stuff that you say never to ends up on that list of things that you end up doing because <laughs> I was not supposed to own my own practice. I was determined. I was like, nope, I'm not going to do it. And now in September, I'll be full-time doing my pediatric home health business. And it's just like, I keep saying that. I, I remember saying it in PT school. Nope, I'm always just going to work for somebody and just take the easier route <laughs> and just kind of do this and not push myself. But life happens and you find yourself doing things that you said you would never do. So I, I want to find out from you, what made you say you wanted the easier route, the safer route, and you weren't going <laughs> to do business? 
Because that's what a lot of people are afraid of. Well, Alex and I are, are business people, but a lot of people don't want to go in because of the ebbs and flows. They want that stability or that security. But in my, that's just me. Mm-hmm. I think it's a false sense of security and a false sense of stability because a job could go belly up and let you go and replace you with someone. Things happen. Mm-hmm. You could step out of your home one day, have a situation and you're ill. And they will find someone to replace you, especially if that business views you as just another product. So to me, creating your own thing, um, you have some sort of control over it. And it's not easy, so I don't want to make anybody feel that it (laughs) is. It's far from easy. There are challenges. Trust me, I'm getting gray hair already. I might probably be even thinner and going bald. But But there are challenges. But what made you say that, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to go with the safer route. So you would be amazed that um, me personally, all of this is out of my comfort zone. So when I mean all of this, I mean all of it from I remember being on Twitter. I was on Twitter for years and I did not know of like PT Twitter or anything because I stayed in my own little bubble in my own space. And um, I like to stay to myself. I'm a huge introvert Um, socially. Like if you met me in person, you probably would not get all of this personality that you're getting right now because I'm I'm very (laughs) introverted and quiet and I just like to kind of keep my head down and just keep going. And however, because of that, it's like I have to, I, I always prefer to stay behind the scenes. And so whatever it is, I will help out. I'll do this. I'll do that. But just let me stay behind the scenes. I didn't want the extra work. It's not that I couldn't do it. It's just that I didn't want to. Um, and also the being nervous about the liability of it all, not understanding the lack of understanding Um the details and complicated things that go when it comes to insurance. Even now, I still have these, um, the fear of the unknown. And it's like, I'm about to go full time into business, have no clue how this is going to go. But I baby stepped my way into it. I was an independent contractor to kind of get a general idea of how it would be like um, getting like a 1099 and with that, I learned, okay, I have to learn how to manage my money, pay my taxes, do this, this, and that. But not everyone has the funds or the resources to do the digging as far as having someone, if you're not good with finances, having someone to assist you with your finances, or if you're not good with um, legal things or creating things, looking into a lawyer. And then I realized, you know, lawyers, they make bukus of money um, and and definitely in the wrong field, (laughs) but (laughs) they make a lot of money. It's like, I can't afford a lawyer. So it's just like, in your mind, you see all these different roadblocks and it's just like, you know what? Somebody else can do that. And I'm just going to do what I love. And for a lot of therapists, it's just being a PT, helping people, the engagement and not of the behind the scenes work that seems a little bit much more complicated. I will say what also helped is that my undergraduate degree was um, health services management. Mind you, (laughs) I picked that because they told me it was a good 
uh, major to have when you were undecided when it came to healthcare. I didn't know what I wanted to do at first. Um, I wasn't one who was exposed to physical therapy and knew right up the back, like, I'm going to be a physical therapist. Um, it wasn't until I started volunteering at the hospital and a pediatric rehab facility that I knew I was going to be a PT. And I was like so determined. And I would tell them I'm going to be a physical therapist. Some people try to tell me into different uh, uh, healthcare professionals, but I was stuck with being a physical therapist. And um, so, yeah, usually with that, just the insecurity. And then you think of, um, imposter syndrome, all of that, I think, felt, plays a role in do you really want to go into business for yourself? Because you just feel like someone might target you and something will go wrong and boom, it's just all a big mess that you were not ready for. So <laughs> I understand. But you being an introvert, is that what led you into pediatric? Because, you know, some people become a mortician because that people can't talk back. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, so so you made a great point. I do really well with nonverbal children. Okay. Um, and it's almost like a gift that I can, I read, I can read their language, body language and all of that. Um, that is my preference. Yes, okay. I have a more difficult time with the older kids as they get older and they have a mind of their own and they're <laughs> doing, <laughs> they can speak the, for themselves very well. I have a difficult time with that. Um, <laughs> for the older population, I can't do geriatrics because I'm too uh, gullible and I got the whole respect. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. It's hard for me to tell an older person what to do. I can't do it. I struggle with that. So I think they always end up winning every time I go. <laughs> but I do better with unless there's like a neurological involvement because I could be pretty convincing. Um, but it, that's, that's one big reason why I kind of avoid geriatrics. Cause I, I love them. I love so hard on people and just end up being good. I wouldn't be a good therapist. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, they can work their way out of doing some exercises. You know, when they start talking and you're like, all right, let's, let's go. And they're like, they look at you like, you better respect me. So I don't know how it is for Alex, but I'm like, See, man. They, they look at me and they say, oh, you're the mean one. You just don't make me do all these exercises. I'm like, look, we're trying to get better. But um, but some of them do find a way to talk themselves out of it. You know, they'll bake for you. They'll cook for you. Um, trying to trying to sweeten it up for you to take it easy on them. But um, but no, like like you said, like, you know, I'm, I'm the opposite. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, when I was in PT school and did an, an outpatient rotation, it was a short rotation, but it was an outpatient pediatric rotation. Um, and early on, I was like, this ain't it, you know, and th this is, this is far above what I think I could excel at, you know, because when I go in, even now, when I go in with a patient, you know, I see it as this is a family member of mine and I need to make sure that they're getting the very best of me. Um, even though sometimes that not, that may not be necessarily with me per se, right? Whether we need to right. get them to a, a different provider, uh, different specialty, whatever the case may be. Um, but kids were just challenging because 
you know, you're obviously working with the child, but you're also working with the parent um, and trying to facilitate what you're doing through the child with the parent, teaching them how to kind of carry that over uh, in between sessions or in between visits and stuff like that. So, yeah, I I have a friend who's a pediatric and, you know, the one I salute them because it's to me, it's just a different world of physical therapy. Um, it's not what you see and think the majority, right? You know, people <laughs> right. say physical therapy, they think you're in a, a gym, uh, working with people working out, or you're, you know, the classic stretching somebody on a table, stretching their hamstring. Um, you're not doing that with kids, right? Because you you have to integrate your treatment into them playing, into them right. just being kids. Uh, I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. I could barely get them to do what I needed to do, let alone if I was trying to get some sort of treatment plan uh, across <laughs> to them. So it, it, it's definitely very challenging. Um, and, you know, in the physical therapy world, definitely very grateful that we have people like yourself, because if, if I had to do it, man, I feel bad for those kids. Um, it just wasn't going to happen. Now, kind of going back to, to EJ Kicks, where are you with it now? Like what, where, where? So um, right now they are being shipped. My first batch um, doing, starting out with 500 shoes. So I'm like, they could go quick. I have no clue what, who, what, when and where, but um, we are starting out with 500 shoes. We have our black and gray shoes and where we'll have our pink and purple shoes. Um, the fun part about all of this is that when I was deciding the colors, I'm kind of person where I love all colors. So um, people ask me, what's your favorite color? And I usually say it's clear because it just depends on the day and the moment. And I couldn't tell you, I like them all. Um, so I had been having people help me trying to decide what what color the shoe should be. And so the very first shoe and the logo, and you will see a lot of black and white. So for some reason right now, I have been into a lot of black and white. That is my safe color. When it comes to dressing myself, I love black and white. Black shoes, mainly because uh, when, it, when I think of kids, black shoes look a little bit cleaner than the white shoes. And so I'm like, yes, we got to have a black shoe first time. So this first shoe, you have a lot of my personality. I'm very plain Jane, basic, uh, not a whole lot. And so I wanted to show my personality on the very first shoe um, because I said after that, it's really the people's choice. This is a, I want um, therapists involved. I want children involved. I want to hear what people want. What exactly do they want so that they can have it on their feet? Because um, it's not about me. It's about whoever wearing the shoes. And so mm -hmm. I, I really want to involve those that are wearing it as far as design. What are you looking for? High top, low top? What style? Because like I said, it's not about me. And I think that kind of, <laughs> I think that kind of plays into no one will really know what we'll come out with because to me, it doesn't even matter. It's just what you want. I'm willing to try. And um, I'm grateful that I was able to meet um, my brother's friend, his line brother. Um, he has his business of six wolves where he was able to design the shoe for me. Um, 
so that I could physically see it. It's amazing when you have all these ideas, but you can't draw. <laughs> um, and you're like, how am I gonna, like, I couldn't draw. So I, we had a chat and I literally had to sit there and tell him everything that I was thinking about. Um, and he was able to kind of draw it up so that I could see it. And once I saw it, I was just like, yes, like, this is amazing. Um, we went through the process of, uh, then working with the manufacturer, you have little on me who don't know much about different materials. You find out, I felt like I was wedding planning. Um, I wasn't a fan of wedding planning when I did it myself the first time around, because everybody was like, details, details, details. It's like, what type of flower? What color flower? What this? And I'm like, I don't care. As long as it's pink, I'm just fine. They're like, no, but what type of pink? It was same thing for the shoes. Like, what type of fabric? What do you want here, there? But I'm grateful for the lady that assisted me with this. She was able to almost, I feel like, read my mind and kind of feel the vibe that I was giving her for the shoe. And we were able to kind of come to a common ground. And we were able to kind of put this together, um, which this is our prototype, which I learned when you make a prototype, you get one shoe, not a pair of shoes, just one. Um, <laughs> and so... What's so cool about our shoe is that around here, we have this elastic component. The elastic component allows for extra space for those big bulky breakers. So um, the shoe also has extra depth and extra width. One thing about a ball shoe, it minimizes the look of it being like a big shoe. Because ball shoes, many times I felt like I was buying an extra size bigger just so that I can have a <laughs> that look with my jeans so that I could pull my tongue out and and just kind of wear my shoes that way. Um, so yeah, so this has extra depth, extra width. Um, and the amazing part was when I received the prototype and I was trying it on different size feet, it was fitting so many different sizes. And so I said, wait a minute. I said, this is supposed to be just one size. And I'm like putting it on and it looked better than most of the shoes, but you just couldn't tell. Um, many of the kids, especially if they are non-ambulatory, their shoes are really big um, for them to get their braces to fit on. But it was nice to like the, if this ideally was a size three, someone who wore a size four could fit it, someone who wore a size five could fit it. And I was just like, wow, like this part in here really did the job of adding that extra room. And um, because we went with more of a ball shoe style, we have extra room in the width. Um, so I'm super excited to like for them to come in so I can see different sizes and just see it all together and go from there. And I haven't done a lot of marketing because I only have one shoe. <laughs> and so once I get more shoes and I can take more pictures and kind of get things rolling, um, I don't have a date yet when they will be for sale. Um, it's one of those things where, like, if you follow me, you'll just kind of have to stay in the loop or subscribe to the email so that you know when they will drop. Secret, that, that adds to the appeal. But I do love the shoe. As everyone <laughs> is saying, it's cute. I have a question. Mm -hmm. You thought about the elasticity, elasticity about around the laces as yes. for genius. Yes, 
So, and then I also went a step further to go ahead and get it. Uh, I have a provisional patent for that design. Um, just so that, that was the hard part. It's like, I was doing fundraisers and everything for the shoe, but mm -hmm. I couldn't show the shoe. I could not show any bit of the shoe until I was able to get the provisional patent. Um, just for that, it is protected. Um, because... I said, there is no um, shoe that has this elastic around the tongue of the shoe. Um, and so that is in process and currently patent pending. So I'm able to show the shoe and talk about it and talk about the features that are included in the patent. Well, what I've seen so far from the story that you are sharing with us is that God is aligning the right people, the, the artist, your brother's line brother, who was able to join for you the lady who could practically read your mind to determine the material that was done. So everything seems to be falling into place. So I am going to be praying to along with Alex, because we are true believers as well too, that this is going to be a success. So, um, if, is there a website that people can go on to show support to it, help to yes. on their social media pages? We do have a website. It is um, www.ejkicksllc.com. Um, and it's interesting because that was the very first thing that I did, I think, as a step towards the business was to buy the um, domain name. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was like, I did something. I bought the domain name and I was just like, first step. <laughs> <laughs> but I held on to it for so long, <laughs> but it was something that I did towards it. Um, it it's amazing that I'm actually at this point <laughs> right uh, now, because like I said, I, I talked about it, but I didn't really think I would keep going. And even you guys reaching out to me, um, mm. like it was just super on time. And then the timing that you asked, and I was just like, August, I said, by August, they should be shipping and I can actually start talking and pumping people up um, because I do want more and more people to know. And honestly, EJ Kicks won't always just be shoes. Um, and so I can share this with you guys, which I have Please don't shared. do Crocs. Please don't do Crocs. Please don't. Hey, why are you hanging on the Crocs? Why are you hanging on the Crocs? I don't think I could wear Crocs. Me and my I, sensory. Listen, listen. <laughs> I... It, I live in Crocs. He does. <laughs> like them things are the most comfortable things ever. Oh, I can go gosh. anywhere. I can get them wet. I can get them dirty. I can hose them off. It does not matter. <laughs> now, with all of that said, <laughs> your shoe is dope. Your shoe. Look, I would wear the shoe. Please, somebody would, else. Somebody else agrees with me. I got time for it. I'm trying to get in and out of the door, chase these kids. I need something easy. I need to get it. Like I said, I need to get them wet, comfortable. We go to Disney. My my feet breathe. Everybody else talking about their feet hot because it's so hot right now. My I get air conditioned through my yep, toes. You got you got the holes. Yep. It's a, it's a, it's a fall hazard. It's a fall hazard. <laughs> anyways, your shoe is 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 awesome. I, you know, I, I'm a sneakerhead myself. Got a pair of Jordans, and those. Those are in, in the in the ballpark. Those are in the ballpark. We're not gonna say it's the same. We don't want any trouble for you. But yeah. um, <laughs> um, but it's it's there. It, it's a good looking shoe. And and your your main 
clientele, as you said, is that young teen, you know, that teenager where we were all kids, we were all teenagers. You want to look good. You want to look good for many reasons. One of them being you don't want to get picked on as, as, as that's not nice. You know, obviously we don't condone that. But it happens. But it happens. It yeah. happens, right? You know, you get kids that unfortunately can't afford, their parents can't afford the nice Nikes or even the plain Nikes, right? Like, right. And, and then they get picked on. Um, so this gives those kids who already have obstacles that they have to overcome on a day-to-day basis, well, now they got to fly a shoe, right? And and that gives them more comfort, more confidence in their day-to-day lives just because they're wearing a cool pair of sneakers. Now they're more likely to wear their AFOs so that they don't develop further problems in other joints and other issues and other, yeah, you know. Secondary impairments. Exactly, <laughs> right? So you promote confidence with a shoe. You promote function with a shoe. And all this goes on to impact these kids and adults later on when they grow up to be, but all it was was a shoe that most people just think of a shoe, but it opens all these doors to say, I can do all of these things now. I feel confident doing all these things now. I want to go out because I get to wear my shoes. So that's amazing. I I really can't wait to, to see where this goes. And before we got onto the croc hate, um, you were about to tell us. You, you yes. sounded like you're about to drop an exclusive. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> so, what I'm so about to do. Go ahead. Um, because um, I've been trying to think, like, when should I mention it? And I haven't mentioned it on right. not on my website, not on my Instagram, Alexa Mo podcast, not on my Facebook. And so I have shoes coming, yes, but I also have something else coming as well to go along with those shoes and one thing when you're dealing with a lot of braces foot braces um shoes and feet you have a tendency to notice other things that are very similar one thing that i noticed is that a lot of the socks i was putting on these children were just white socks and i said why is it that many afo brace socks are white (laughs) and so then I started researching because I don't like white socks. I don't like things because they look dirty. At me and the color white and socks and shoes, I'm like, it makes it look dirty. And I'm like, why not a different color? So I started doing my research trying to figure out what colors are out there. Like, what could I do? Could I do socks? Would I do I want to? <laughs> um, but the opportunity was presented to me. And I'm like, let's see how we could do this. Um So we have, and they're all solid colors, but we have AFO socks or brace socks, leg brace socks. I don't know, however, whatever people want to call them um, coming in as well that we will be also selling, which will have the color white, of course. I still had to include white because I said, for some reason, white just must be working. (laughs) Um, But I also have the color red. I have the color blue. I have the color pink, red, color blue. And then I want to say there's one more color. And for some reason, I just cannot think of the other color right now. Um, But we have 
different colors, solid color socks for the braces coming in as well. Um, so kids that are wearing their AFOs, there's a different selection, um, more colors. Because you think of those special occasions and it's like sometimes you do just want to switch it up. Um, the braces themselves, they come in so many different colors and design, but you still have that one color sock of white for the most part that I see. Um, and maybe a future goal of mine is that they the socks could be covered by like Medicaid insurance. Um, many of the clients I see, majority of the pediatric population, I would say about 80% of my clientele ends up being Medicaid here in North Carolina. And so trying to find ways of getting um, my shoes to be covered and also for um, socks to be covered would be amazing so that people do not have to come out of pocket. Um, one thing that I feel like we hadn't talked about much was the affordability um, aspect of EJ Kicks. That has probably been my hardest part when dealing with the shoes is that because I'm not some rich and famous person that, that could just, you know, throw money out and just have it all for funding. I'm the kind of person where I've been working hard for everything that uh, the Lord has blessed us with, but at the same time, I'm still student paying back student loans. I was the first to get the doctorate degree out of a family, kind of like a guinea pig situation. Not sure. We, um, me and my siblings, we all kind of started college back to back to back. And um, my parents took the foot of the bill. They did freshman year, junior year. But after that, we had to um, pretty much provide all student loans. Student loans. My parents were... And middle class. And so that kind of, we didn't qualify for any grants or any of that. So when you're stuck in the middle, you just kind of have to always get loans. So it's like loans, loans, loans. But I'm grateful because I went to Winston-Salem State, which is probably one of the most um, frugal schools, PT program, probably in the nation. Um, and so I'm grateful for that because that has been super helpful. Um, but yeah, I don't, I didn't have a lot of seed money. And so it's like, what do you do? You have to look into loans. You had to look, I had to look into any and everything. I was applying for different grants. I was trying to apply, but it was hard. How do you apply for a grant when you don't have a physical product or when people hear your plan, but they don't see it? Mind you, this is someone trying to start a shoe line and it's just like, what? Okay. So <laughs> um, it's been very difficult to find funding. I am grateful for the fundraisers that I was able to do to get my prototype, the very first prototype. Um, it was the uh, support of my family, friends, community. They all came in and donated and we raised money to get the prototype. This is probably the most expensive shoe I have ever purchased <laughs> um, that cost close to $900 just for one shoe. Uh, so I raised that money and then it was like, okay, so now we have the prototype. What are we going to do next? Um, how am I going to get the funds? And it got pretty, I got pretty discouraged because I was so stuck. Um, the economy going the way it's been going. And I'm, I was just like, how in the world? I tried to do another fundraiser, but I was still cut short. I needed $18,000 roughly. And I'm like, I've never in my life raised $18,000 or even like $1,000 at that. And so 
did a fundraiser, was able to raise close to $5,000, which was great. And so, but I was still stuck because I said, I still have to purchase all these shoes, which is a huge gamble. This whole business to me feels like the biggest gamble of my life. <laughs> um, and God opened up a door. It's amazing what you do sometimes when it's like the Lord was telling me, just ask, ask people. I'm, I don't like to ask. I don't, I'm not a talker, not a and so I put myself out there. It's all those, always those moments where I felt like I was putting myself out there at a vulnerable time. And my friend came through and told me about somebody that she knew that knew financial stuff. And he called me and we chatted and he gave me other options of funding that I didn't know. Um, and I didn't know about home equity. I didn't know about stuff like that. And so <laughs> I'm just kind of like, home equity, I, I, doesn't that mean I need to fix my house up? <laughs> and <laughs> that's literally what I thought. And I that's where I kept it. And it's just amazing how things worked out um, because in North Carolina, the housing market has been so crazy with the value of my home going up and things like that. And so um, us just kind of sitting here just paid off <laughs> of just not moving. And so I'm like, we have seed money. Um, but mind you, with that, you have to pay that back to kind of get it to buy more shoes. So it's like, make enough to buy, to buy the shoes so that to pay off the shoes and then to buy more shoes. And it's just like, that is still not what I like. I'm more affordable. I'm frugal. I don't like to spend a lot of money on shoes out or clothes or any of that. Um, so now what we have decided to do is on our site, when we get our shoes and inventory, we will have what we call like a, an adopt a shoe or um, help someone with their shoe option on our website where A, if somebody wanted to just donate it some money to help towards somebody's shoe or B, if they just want to pay for a pair of shoes that we are able to just donate out to someone. Um, and so we're in the process of just kind of working that through how we want to do that um, and ways that we can at least know the people that who are helping, they know that they are helping someone um, and still just make a difference because honestly, it's our communities. We help each other. And so... To me, the disability community, the people who who need support, they need us, all of us. And um, that's really the big message out there that I really want to send, that we all need each other to help each other, especially in hard times. Um, and so that's what I'm hoping to help until I can get to the point where I can bring the cost where I want it to, ideally. Uh but, <laughs> it, it it will happen. It it will definitely happen. So, I mean, you you've already done much harder stuff. So, <laughs> gotten too hard stuff too. This is this is this is just just another challenge, and I'm sure that you will overcome it, like you've overcome some of the other things uh, that you've had to deal with. Uh, you know, I was have been excited to have you on. You know, this whole idea of a shoe and, and, and truthfully that's how it caught my attention way back on Twitter it was just like she's doing her own shoe like <laughs> never mind you know that it's the more important stuff which is it's helping uh, an area of need it's going to make such a huge impact in other people's lives but here is a PT uh 
uh, a black woman who's taking it upon herself and she's going to make her own shoe. And that to me speaks volumes because like you said, you could have just said, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to go work for somebody else, collect my check, you know, come home to my, my husband and my kids and, and, and just be, be okay with that. But through faith trials and everything else in life, you know, doors opened up and, and it, sometimes we, we, sometimes we need that little push to kind of, to get us to where, where, where God wants us to go, you know, because he's like, I need you to go down this way, but come on now, let's get you going. <laughs> um, and, and, and I can just tell that this is just, you know, step one of, of many more to come for, for you, your family and, and for EJ kicks. And, and we're definitely excited for you. Uh, we look forward to seeing when you get to drop the shoe and, and all that cool stuff, you know, be sure to let us know so that we can help pump it out for you and, and, Definitely. and put, it, put it on blast. Because like you said, you know, and, and we've talked about this with other guests, like we got to help each other out. You know, we got to, we got to work together and, and working together is how we're going to elevate uh, ourselves, our profession, our community. Um, so yeah, very, very excited. This, this is so awesome um, to, to see what you're doing and, and what's in store. And like I said, the shoe, the shoe looks dope, man. The shoe looks real, real dope. Um, I would wear them AFO and no FO. I'd wear them. Um, so that's pretty cool, man. You know, to, to be able to do something like that, um, and to have people in your lives to help you out, that that's just, uh, like I said, I keep repeating myself, but it is very, very awesome to see uh, what you got going on. Have, have you thought about doing like a Shark Tank uh, or do they still have that going on Shark Tank? Do you know that's probably the most common thing I hear every time I tell people about EJ Kicks? <laughs> it's almost the first thing that comes out of everyone's mouth, like, you should go on Shark Tank. And I'm like, so the way my personality is set up, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't see, know if I could go, but. But you just, you just got to get somebody <laughs> to go with you that can do all the talking. That's it. Correct. But you're and talking usually, about stepping, out, stepping out your comfort zone. You, you got to step yeah, out of yes. your comfort zone. So. Yeah. That's, hey, that's the way. <laughs> Mo and I will go um, with you. We'll go. We'll go with you. We'll be your hype person. But I feel like once we kind of get things flowing, uh, I think that would be a better time of trying, possibly, if I if I have to go that route. Um, because usually they want to know about sales and all of that. And so I don't have any any of that information yet. And so it it definitely been thrown out a lot. And I, I said, I will consider. Um, I'm hoping and praying that I wouldn't have to go that route, but we will see um, what happens. Well, I, I think, too, now, you know, when Shark Tank or, or shows similar to it came out, you know, I, I feel like social media was kind of in the infant stages uh, to where we are now with Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, like I think just those three platforms could be very huge for you yep. um, without necessarily having to spend money per se, right? You, you probably got to put some time and, and a little bit of sweat equity into doing some stuff. But, you know, we've seen from other people um, with 
other things that in my opinion probably not as impactful as your shoe but those people can make it they make it big and god's plan right you know from there it just takes off so yeah i think i think you can you can probably do a lot on your own and and, and kind of surprise yourself and then maybe shark tank will come looking for you instead of the other way around <laughs> who knows yeah. who knows <laughs> So, um, so you said you're doing the EJ kicks and your mm -hmm. own business. So your business is pediatrics and home health. Yes. And so, um, I, I've been juggling all three so far. And so I have a couple clients that I do see, um, early intervention, seeing babies and, um, still trying to find the kids that are medically fragile where some PTs are a little bit more nervous to work with. Um, I feel absolutely comfortable with, uh, I feel like pediatric PT, you can, it opens up the skills in PT school that sometimes we didn't use as often cardiopulmonary, um, just a lot of, uh, identifying red flags. One thing about working with babies is that you are seeing their first of a lot of things. And so you might be the first one to see a seizure that happens or something like that. And so it's just, it's just interesting. I like that kind of thing where I can educate parents and just help them to be as calm as possible as they transition, whether it might be a long-term situation or a short-term situation, um, but just working, seeing them uh, accomplish their goals, whether it's lifting their head up or sitting up or crawling, standing, walking. Um, and then I'll also still continue to help people get equipment um, just because that still is the thing where there aren't enough PTs, I want to say, who deal with equipment. No one likes to write a letter of medical necessity. Um, and so I said, while I'm young and I still just feel like I can add on that <laughs> extra I just been writing a lot of letters. It's not a fun thing. There's not a lot of money making into it, but a lot of people need with, it. With as, correct. As far as uh, on the PT side, many times I can go for an evaluation, um, but here in North Carolina, we don't get reimbursed that much for a PT about. Um, <laughs> oh. I, I'm, I'm not, seeing uh, a lot of businesses booming for DME here in Maryland. So Hmm. It actually started to pique my interest, but you know, you can't dabble in everything, but it's, it's definitely <laughs> booming here. <laughs> I like Alex Mars. One thing I'm not going to dabble in is the crux, but we leave that aside. You so. Listen, you need to let go of the hate, but the same people that hate Crocs are the same ones that wear Kanye's looking Crocs and pay like $500 for them. I don't, I don't even have that either. So. <clears throat> Those people know who they are. They know who they are. <laughs> I don't even have that either. But um, Janetta, um, I love your post. I enjoy your post on um, Twitter and Instagram. Um, so when Alex suggested that we reach out to you, I was like, yeah, most definitely. So we are so happy that you accepted our invitation um, and appreciate you sharing, you know, your family story and the story behind EJ Kicks. And we wish you nothing but success here and out. Um, it's, it's something you believe in. And I honestly believe once you believe in what you are creating, it's going to work. And God is going to align the right people around you to help you achieve that. So 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, again, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us tonight. Um, I, I'm going to say off jump, this is the most interaction I feel like we've had on, on any of our show, on any of our lives. So that, that can only mean awesome things uh, for, for, every, for every episode. But again, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we are pulling for you, very excited for you. Uh, again, if there's anything that Mo and I can do, please do not hesitate to let us know. Uh, we would be more than happy to, to help however we can. Um, you know, and, and as you always, for all of our followers, listeners, thank you very much. Keep following, keep liking, keep commenting, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, and then before we end, I want to give a shout out to my wife and my boys who made my tie-dye shirt today as part of their activity. Um, so I had to hold it down for them. <laughs> uh, as they uh, were getting ready to go back to school here, thank God, my already got to go. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's too much free time around this house right now. Uh, but uh, no, in all seriousness, thank you very much. Uh, wish you nothing but the best, uh, and good luck with everything. Thank you, thank you so much. You guys for allowing me to be up here and share some of my story with you. And I just want to leave this with uh, the viewers and everyone um, that sometimes you just never know what direction your life will go. Um, this is me, a person who technically never got accepted into PT school. I don't have the letter of acceptance waitlisted. Didn't find out to the day before school started that I was apparently top on the list and someone couldn't come in. I dropped everything and I stayed in a hotel and I started school and I survived school and I graduated. <laughs> Would now be in the position that I'm in, loving what I do. I love what I do. That's, I feel like the best part about being a physical therapist, um, loving what you do. And one thing I am learning is that step out on faith. Um, you can't be scared to do certain things. Recognize your gift and step out on faith. Try it. Baby steps, but just try it. Don't hold on to that gift. Step out and share it with the world. Um, you never know who it might help. <laughs> Man, that, that was inspiring. And I didn't know that you were waitlisted, so... <laughs> Um, I yeah, know I, there but I never just got the acceptance method. <laughs> your, your journey has been great, though. It, so. it, it's, it's a very inspiring story on many different fronts on the professional front, on the personal front. Um, and, and like I said, you, you've, you've faced it, you've overcome it, on to the next one. So, again, much, much continued blessings and, and, and positive things for you and yours. Um, and we'll wrap it up as that. Again, everybody, thank you very much. Thank you again to everybody. Everybody have a good night. Share, 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 share. Subscribe. Yes. Yeah, All right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>